Does this work? This headphone made a snapping sound when I put it on. Does that mean I've got a big head? I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> but have you got a mirror? I do. <laughs> I have got a big head. That's good. That's Self-awareness is important. I've got a big head. In fact, <laughs> it's, I've got a large melon. And every time, like, whenever, say I was to go hat shopping, I just say to the bloke or the woman in the store, I said, look, give me the biggest size you got. And just leave it at that. Listen. And I'm not a very good, I don't have a good hat head. Have you got a good, you got a good hat head. I'm pretty happy with my hat head. The more have in your fact, head? Hadley used to call me hat head because in the yeah. early, the late 90s, early 2000s, I wore a hat every day, every minute, every day. Oh, there you go. To work and everything. See, the more of your head you cover, that's great, see? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> but my, I don't know. My, I, I just... Just, can we just... I don't uh, think... Intern I'm... Bruce, can you just make a show note in the Google spreadsheet, Google, uh, Stephen's big head. All right, that's what it needs to say. Stephen's big head. Stephen's upset because the cables are cables all... Cables are all stuffed up. Well, mate, you know, you're, there if you, you get angry about that, you're getting angry at Harry. Oh, did he do it for Harry us? set this up. Good luck to him. Good kid. See, jig school again, eh? He said he was sick. Yeah. Like, Looked yeah. all right to me. He was sick and he was building Lego this morning. Good <laughs> on you, mate. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> I'm a bit sick, Dad. <laughs> yeah. He seemed fine to me yesterday afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> he, did he work up to the sickie? Did he sit down that floor thinking, was, oh. No, see... He was legit sick, wasn't he? Harry's, Harry's smart. He was legit sick Sunday, Monday. But he's gone, you know what, I, can, I reckon I can stretch this. I can stre- <laughs> Smart kid, mate. Oh, I mean, he's still Smart got a solid kid. sniffle. And the problem with today is yeah. 2022, you can't go to school with a sniffle. No way. Yeah. Amanda's like, if I send him to school, like I'm going to have to send a photo of five the five rat tests we've done. Yeah. It's like it's like going to school. It's like you've got leprosy. You can't go anywhere. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, yeah, right. You're frowned upon if you cough in a lift these days. Oh, yeah. It's like firing a gun. You cough in the public now. Yeah. People think, whoa! I got whoa. in. A, I got in an Uber. I dropped a. I dropped that Porsche back at Alexandria down Mascot Way. Yep. And I had to go to Concord. I oh, see so you're out my way. You never dropped in. No, nah, mate. And <laughs> geez, eh? If I was out in the country here, I'd say, come and say good day to you. Would you? <laughs> yeah, I was busy. I had a short time schedule. Yeah, right. It was Tuesday. I was very busy. Anyway, um, you're taking away from the story. Uh, I got in an Uber. Yeah. And I got in the Uber, and I, Fenningham should have cleared my throat before I got in, because then the whole way I'm going. I just need to. I just want to clear my throat. I just want to cough. What's wrong with that? Oh, mate, I just don't like the judgment you know, in the you mirror know and the four-star potential rating. Let me guess, tell you what would help you. What? This is what would help I'm worried you. Why are you reaching? No, but like, hanky is not going to help, mate. No, no, carry a hanky and you sneeze into it, you cough into it. It's kind of mask. They still know you're coughing. I know, but you're at least at least you're, you've got something that can help no, you I'm, cover mate, your mouth. I could be wearing a mask and I still don't want to cough. Like people, the judgment you get so, from people. So did the Uber driver say something? Or? No. So how do you know they were judging this, you? This, this bloke, by the way, did took he roll the, his eyes at you? Took or? the M4 East to get to Concord, and we ended up going past and having to come back up. Oh. He goes to me. He goes, "Should I take the freeway?" I went, "Man, I don't know where I am." Oh, like <laughs> you're in charge. You're like, driving. Follow the map, and then, <laughs> and then I looked at the map, and I'm he's going into the tunnel. I'm thinking, mate, the map says go left. Definitely. Oh. The map did not tell you to how go many, in here. How many drives did this bike have under his belt? Was he a It's a good question. I should have checked. Should have checked. What's the most drives you've had with an Uber driver? I've, I've seen a bike with like 5,000. What? I've seen 12,000. Okay. Yeah. I don't really look at that. I've seen 12,000. That must be driving every day for the last however long since Uber is invented. Yeah. Oh, man, I don't know. Just Crazy. I don't really pay attention to that. A lot of short trips, maybe. Could be. But also, it's a dedicated life. Fair enough, mate. Of the, Fair enough, as yeah. Scott Morrison calls them, the small business person. The small they are, are they? I, re- I reckon I, I met a I met an Uber driver. I, was, I think I dropped my car off to get some service or something done to it, and Tesla gave me a, a voucher to go home and come back again. And on the way back, on the way home, I, I got um, I got a uh, a driver who was telling me about how he's got a he's got a business. And this is the business. He hires a car and puts people in them, and they they they're his drivers. So it's like having his own little cab company. Yeah, and he said he's he's making money. He's he's going going all right, doing very well. He said, yeah. Oh well, that's fascinating. Any any driver that I've struck up a conversation with, which is not many, that? you don't you very rare. Quietly in the back, very rare. Look at your phone. I you? often choose the no conversation option. Do you really? Yeah. You say that in the app. Is that what you say? Is that sometimes, what you, you, yeah. You say I don't want to talk. Sometimes, yeah. Really. Snob. They go, <laughs> the bloke in the tube is saying this. This idiot, anyway. This idiot from the Today the couple show of times I have, yeah, <laughs> they they have been 
legit just, you know, they're in retirement, they just want to, their yeah. wife wants them out of the house. Yeah. Or they've lost their job and they're just trying to find a bit of money. Yeah. Like, they're legit not employed. I mean, going into politics here, but they're, they're just, it's just a thing yeah. for them. It's a, side, a side, side thing. Yeah, sure. Um, But, you know, uh, it is what it is. I, 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 yeah, I don't really, yeah, the conversation thing, it, was, it would have been funny to be my Uber driver that because it was Tuesday morning. And so between Mascot and, and Concord, I did four radio interviews, right? On like a 30-minute trip. In the Uber. Yeah. And you know the thing about my radio spots every week is it's the same three topics for every single radio station. So this bloke's <laughs> going, is this bloke having the same conversation? <laughs> like, because he can't hear the yeah. other end, which is, you know, now Trevor Long on Triple M Newcastle. Yeah. You know, it's a different radio station every every time. And he's yeah. just thinking, dude, are you just telling the same story about Apple AirTags? You just told someone else that. <laughs> like he's thinking this bloke yeah. has it's hard to get our a job. set repartee. It's hard to get it. Our families don't get our job. No. Nah. Well, he kept, yeah. he kept the radio on. Oh. Classic FM was on. Did you say, oi. And I, I didn't want to tell him to turn it down because he was yeah. enjoying the classical music. Oh, what about yeah. this? Classic <laughs> FM, ABC, Classic yeah. FM. Yeah. It's going along and we're in the tunnel and I'm lost. Yeah. And I finished my radio and I'm listening. And I'm going, well, 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 Indiana Jones theme song. Is on Classic FM because yeah. it's you know, d- yeah, John Williams. It's the yes, John Williams. The whole yeah. the whole John theme song, Avengers, Star Wars, Jaws, Indiana Jones. But Jurassic I thought about Park. it. Imagine you should pitch this to ABC. Yeah. Movie themes with Stephen Fennick on Classic FM, and you'd be there going now the uh, John Williams classic <laughs> from, uh, from Indiana Jones, <laughs> and then follow the following the that will take you straight through the Empire with the Star Wars theme. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'd listen to that. Oh, forget listen listening to, to him. You should host I'd, it. I'd listen to You'd that. need to bring your delivery down a little. You reckon? And you need Not to. so excited. It's yeah, just more calm. Just calm. Yeah, right. um, and this one was composed. Would anyone else listen to that, or just you? Just you? Said, would I be the only listener for that? Show? No, classic FM goes all right. Yeah. I mean, it's not like there's hundred thousand yeah. people, but they'd be. Okay. They're all oldies. Yeah, heap of oldies. But I think that's fascinating. I think it'd be a fascinating thing to guest yeah. host. Would yeah. be you know Sunday afternoon movie themes with Stephen Fennick, because you think about all the classical music. Yeah. But I used to have when I was in Take high school. Take the un- the score Sunday Arvos. I used to have a radio show when I was at school on our radio oh. Eastern Sydney. Did I tell you this? Bring it back, I, yeah. I'm, I'm saying that. bring it back on Classic R-E-S, FM. Res FM, baby, five till seven on a Sunday night. In fact, with Stephen Fennick. In fact, I know someone on ABC Radio. I'm going to pitch it. Go, okay, mate. I'll do that. I'm going to pitch I'd it. I'd love to do that. What? Well, practice your delivery for me. Introduce. <laughs> what's another one? Not like Indiana Jones, but what's another one that's and very now, you know a score? Yeah, and now a classic. You might not know the name. As soon as I play this song, you will recognise it. And then it'll be the Imperial Back announce, back announce. Rightio, back announce. And now that is, we just heard the Imperial March. The march that's dedicated to the Darth Vader character in the films. <laughs> Who's that's a all I got. Who's a bike? John Williams. Oh, same bike. Yeah, Indiana Jones as well. I think the whole show would be just his work because he's done everything. Right. There are others, but like, um, like Hans Zimmer and... Well, see, I'm thinking Maurice, some Hans Zimmer Maurice, needs to be in there. Maurice Jarre, and who is the father of Jean-Michel Jarre, by the way. Of course. Maurice Jarre. Yes. Um, Oxygen. There's a few. Is uh, that Oxygen? Yeah. Yeah, that's Jean-Michel. Yeah, that's from Gallipoli. Yeah, good on you. Well, well retained there. Good retention. It's unbelievable retention, retention. for me. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'll yeah. be on ABC, I don't know, Triple J. What's the What's the double J? And I'll be like double playing J. John Williamson. You'll play John Williams and I'll play John yeah, Williamson. Yeah, and John Farnham. Oh, no, no, I'm just trying to play on the John Williams. Oh, you know? right, okay, nice. Yeah. Very nice, Triff. Rip, we... rip, wood, chip, turn <laughs> into paper. <laughs> now, if you've listened, if you've tuned, in the show, no, you've tuned into the show for the first yeah. time, and thinking, true what blue. the hell are these idiots talking about? <laughs> you just got to get used to this little bit of pre-show thing before we actually do this. Oh, this. Welcome to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Not a bad price. With Trevor Long from EFTM.com. Really handy device. And Stephen Fennec and from TechGuy.com.au. If that was a pass in a game, you would have dropped the ball. Yeah, I dropped the ball. I did try to sort of... Now, you know what it was. I did try to pop the ball up. <laughs> Do you know what it was? It was you. You, you, went, you, you did a chip to run in a dive and I dived yeah. on it. Yeah. And you dropped it. Yeah, I I, I missed, missed I missed yeah. what you were you, trying to you do. You missed time. That's all good. I didn't miss time, and I just didn't realise that you were trying to take <laughs> over the show. Right, I get the yeah. roadcaster for this one. You get the roadcaster okay. for the movie, the movie show. One, all right. All right. Okay. And you know, I literally brought my own roadcaster with me. Long established rules of yes. engagement. Yes. Don't breach do the rules the of engagement. Remember the time we did two shows? I brought two roadcasters with yes. me. Yes. All loaded with separate, yeah. separate audio. Yeah. Yeah. Just to save time. We need to get ahead of ourselves again, too, just quietly. But anyway. Um, you think so? Yeah, it's going to be busy June and stuff, so. Yeah, okay. 
So I think we need to. All right. Well, that's progress. another. That's another show, mate. Why don't we talk about? That Thanks to here? Netgear and Arlo, we're here for episode five hundred and thirty-five of Two Blokes Talking Tech. Trevor Long, uh, Stephen Finnick, you might know him as the tech guy from Studio Ten and TechGuy.com.au. Two GB. Ah, and Two GB, of course. Yeah. Um, on Wednesdays, uh, Monday nights, and some other time. Sunday mornings. Sunday mornings. That's yeah. it. I knew you were on like three times. Yeah. I'll speak to management about that. Um, <laughs> that would never have happened in my day. Can you speak to someone about paying me, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> if you're speaking to someone. Yeah, you know, you're being paid in experience. Um, <laughs> paid in profile, I call it, mate. Profile, yeah, no, and, and I support that. Yeah. Oh, me too. I mean, it's the it's the way we build profile. That's our currency, isn't it? It is. Yeah. You know, you've got to have other ways, obviously, and we've talked about that before. Oh, but yeah, I do, but I'm like, if I'm talking to, you know, I, I can... The companies who we review and stuff, they they know that they're gonna they're talking to not only tech guy, they're talking to two GB, Sky News, Studio Ten, the whole bit. So, at the time this podcast is published, we're looking at two days, two days till the election. It's very exciting, and yeah. the the blackout is in place, so there's no more TV and radio ads. Thank oh, it's already God. started. It's already started. Oh mate, I was getting sick of all of them. Yep. So every one of them. The Liberal Party ads are the worst ever. Ones with the this hole around your bucket. Yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah. I and was going to throw a brick through the TV. Gollum one, not good. Gollum one. You know the Lord of the Rings bloody stupid one. looking thing. It didn't no. run on TV. I think I think they just ran it to get publicity about it. But it would have cost them a bomb to make. Who's that? Probably that? liberals. This stupid little skinny Gollum character, which was meant to be album. Like it's the best looking album I've ever seen. <laughs> but it was in the what's the? I've never seen Lord of the Rings, but the voice was, yeah, and you Gollum, couldn't, yeah, I couldn't yeah. understand a freaking my, word it was saying. My precious. Yeah, yeah but it was yeah. horrible, horrible. Okay. Um, Cringeworthy. But it does get me thinking. There's been, I think that by the time we get to that time, it'll be two million or more people have pre-polled. Yeah, queued up outside their local polling places. All up, there's what 17 million voters. Is that right? Something 17 like that, yeah. million. And how many you reckon have already voted? At least a couple of million. You voted or not? No, no. I'm gonna, you're going to vote Saturday. You're going to try to go early. Vote early. Vote often. You're going to vote bef- day before. No, I'm going to vote on Saturday on multiple times. Get your sausage, Sam. Am I saying it, mate? Mate, your democracy I, sausage or no? I think the democracy sausage has been blown far too far out of proportion. <laughs> What's wrong with the lamington, the cupcake, yeah. and the sausage? I agree. I mean, come oh, on, folks. Sausage is more a Bunnings trip. You're a Bunnings. Yeah. You, you think, oh, I'm going to grab a sausage. I mean, sandwich, I, I'll grab one for yeah. sure. But <laughs> yeah. if if my school doesn't have lamingtons and cupcakes, I'm uh, out. Right. Like, what's doing? So where are you voting? Where your kids go to school? I'll vote it? there, and then I'll go to Jacko's school because I think a man and, and vote again. Why not? <laughs> well, um, they can't check. They're not going to check here. And that's my point. So you don't have to produce any ID to vote, is no. that right? Because I know your address, Stephen. Is that right? I know where you live. Okay, I know where you live too. I could go yeah. to a polling place in your electorate, but not near you, just yes. to just to make sure I don't run into you. Yep. And I could go up, g'day, uh, Stephen Fennick. And yep. I go, yeah, cool, where do you live? I went, that, that address there, that's me. Yeah. And I'd read it out. I'd, I'd say it out loud so they knew it was me. Yep. And they go, cool. They'd put a little line through my name. Yeah, yeah. And then I'd, they'd give me the bit of paper. Yeah. And I'd walk in and I'd fill out the forms. And then they'd be put into a box, and at the end of the day, there's one extra set of forms in the pile that that are attributed to your name, but they're not linked. They can't be linked back because the forms don't have names on them, right? That's right. And how do you grab that vote out then? You you can't. It's impossible. It's literally impossible to exclude a vote. But at the end of the day, when they process the paperwork, they might go, "Oh, Stephen Fennick voted twice," and you'll go, "No, I didn't prove it." And they've got no way of proving that. They can prove you didn't vote because your name's not crossed off. Yes. But they can't prove that it was physically you that double voted. So they wouldn't sort of look back at like CCTV footage. Or they wouldn't go to that. Find me that a school with that good CCTV. Yeah. It just doesn't exist, I'm right? Pretty well known in my electorate, mate. They'd say you're not Stephen. <laughs> pretty well known in your electorate. <laughs> They'll say, no wonder your head's so big. They'll say you're not a Fennec. Wake up to yourself. I reckon if I wore a hat, I could get away with it. You reckon? Yeah. My hat. hairline gives me away big hat. as not being a fennec. Big hat. How about yeah. the beard? The beard gives you away too, doesn't it? Yeah, it's not thick enough. Yeah. <laughs> you grow a beard in five minutes. You reckon? Stephen shaves solid, every 20 minutes. Solid beard, not every 20 minutes. Remember that time every, you, every you decided days, not mate. to shave? For, yeah, it went bearded? Oh, yeah. Outstanding. Solid, eh? What a, a solid, thick, luscious yeah. black beard that was. Was, eh? Anyway, the point being, yep. we've got this paper-based system which... Flawed as it is, yeah, it does work. And you can't hack a piece of paper, mate. Well, this is the and point, a right? There's two alternative options. One of them is a machine at the polling place. So we still go to our schools yeah. and stuff. And in that machine, we I don't know, 
type, like when you're checking into a plane, you type in your name, you yep. type in your address, and it says, bop, bom, you've already voted. Uh-huh. But then what if someone's done what we've just talked about? Yeah. So maybe the machine does the exact same thing and just lets you vote no matter what. Yeah. And and then, boom, it, your vote goes in. Is your vote then linked directly to your name or is it anonymized? It needs to be anonymized. Otherwise, yeah. the system, for electronic voting to work, it essentially needs to be as anonymized as current voting is. Yep. So that people can feel, like my my wife and I, she's, she, she doesn't need to vote for us. So I keep saying, we'll just do, do whatever you want. Yes. I can say whatever I want. My wife will never know how I truly vote. Now, am I telling her the truth? Yes, I am, because I'm not lying to her about it. Yeah, but yeah. the fact is, no one other than me will ever know how I vote. Yep. And we would need an electronic system that is as secure in that sense. Yep. But you mentioned hacking. It would need to be completely unhackable, yep. which I think is possible well, because you make it not online. So it's a physical machine that's not network connected. Yeah. All the votes are actually in it. Right. And then at 6 o'clock at night, what happens if you've ever been to a polling place is a bunch of scrutineers sit in the back room and they count pieces of paper. Yeah. So in this this instance, the bunch of scrutineers go to each machine and validate, you know, whatever numbers it says on it. And then press a button and they they tally those up and they put them into another computer system. That's right. What about if they say that the tech part of it, let's call it, is purely just to identify and cross off people? Yeah. And the second half of it, so once, rather than them having a big, thick book on the desk and ruling yep. the line to say you voted, why can't that be electronic, right? And say, okay, yep, you've checked in. And that way there's that disconnect where they're not going to know how you voted. So they say, right, we've got you. And so you're the record's connected to every electorate to say you voted. And then you just go in and vote. With a pen and pa- pencil and paper. I'll give you another uh, similar solution. But you know what I mean? So rather than no, no, that I, would I get it. That I get it. So what we're saying is that the biggest fear people would have is, uh, is Multiple it anonymous, voting. right? Yeah. Well, no, I think or is it anonymous, Is it anonymous, right? but also someone could vote on your behalf and, somewhere and else? I don't, think, I don't think you can change that unless you start asking for ID. And by asking for ID, you're excluding people in Indigenous areas and low socioeconomic areas. There's a whole bunch of reasons why that's not yep. good, right? Yep. So I'm saying keep that ability for people to multiple. So is vote. that why is that why they don't ask you for ID? I believe so. Yeah, because it's it's it sort of impinges on someone else's rights. It, it don't have ID. Correct. Yeah. It, it, it really? Yes, I believe that's why. But shouldn't shouldn't it be produce ID if you've got it? Yeah. If you don't have it, then okay, we'll take your word for it. But if you've got it, why not show it? I think it's a small part of it. But yeah. to your point of having two machines, what about this? Yeah. What about you have a machine where you check in? Well, that's what I mean. Oh, no, no, no. Listen, machine him, him, and no, 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 no. Other machine. Hear me out. Yeah. Hear, hear, the machine you check in, yep. and then you're taken to the polling booth where someone authorized, you know, turns a key or presses a button, and okay. it is still electronic. Here's your vote. It's yeah. electronic, but not linked. But not linked. The two systems so are, they are not don't linked. Know how you vote? Yeah. But when you hit submit, the machine locks until uh, an electorate official opens it up again, like a yeah. swipe card or something, right? Yep. Yep. And so then, because my biggest thing is... It's like checking out of coals. If you put that, put something in the bagging area yep. without... Uh, oh, hang on, what's happening? Alarms go off. Yeah. My point is, my biggest problem is, we get to 6.30 sun, Saturday night, and there's literally people sitting through there uh, counting bits of paper. <laughs> now, that's just stupid. Yeah. It's literally stupid. But that's so how it's done, isn't it? That's it should be that we have a result by 10 o'clock at night, guaranteed... Yeah. All numbers verified, scrutinized, and uh, and delivered. But there again lies the problem where the scrutineers might say, you know how in some electorates, if if, if there's like less than a 1% margin or whatever, they to an automatic recount. Mm. Is that right? Yeah. So how are they going to think, well, how am I going to recount this? Just press another button and say, give me the same number? No. How look, is that there's gonna always going to be, I think there'll probably always be paper votes too, postal votes and things yeah. like that. But then you go, then you fast forward to a New South Wales state election, mm. and we've got online voting. Yeah, I think I voted online. I last voted time. online last time too. Yeah. I think I forget the number. But I wrote about it. Like two million people did. Yeah, bucket loads of people did. Yeah, because it was possible. You had to and it was say yeah. you had to say that you were going to be interstate, and it crashed on the Saturday because too many people <laughs> tried to do it on the See, tried to sign up on the Saturday. You needed other, to sign up by yeah earlier in the week. People so didn't realize that. That's the other issue where. If there's oh, yeah, obviously the fallback position would be okay. Back to pens, p- paper, and uh, p- pencil and paper again. Yeah. Like when, you know, when sometimes, and it's happened only a couple of times to me, but you turn up at the airport, oh, see, our system's down, we're manually checking people in. Yeah. So in the event of something like happening on election day, they'd have to manually then go back to the old way. Here's the thing. Whether we use the system we've just invented, which is perfect, obviously, (laughs) because we invented it, um, 
or not, you, you would need two elections or more of both systems, a redundant paper yeah. system and the current and the new system. It has you to be need, like a fa- transition phase, maybe. Of course. Yeah. But, mate, honestly, think about iPads, let alone any tablet. Mm. And it's just ridiculous that we can't just put a bunch of tablets on stands with yeah. a with an app that runs natively but and it's oh man. Let me play devil's advocate and the narcs out there will say, Well, how do I check that? How do I know someone hasn't tampered with that? Like a, a like a pile of papers, someone can't just mysteriously just grab something out of their pocket and add Well, how do you know that? How do we know that all yeah. those all those people working at that polling place aren't conspiring together to snatch a little whole booklet yeah. and just filling them out? Well, we don't, I suppose, but yeah. The reason I'll tell you the reason we do is because there's so many of them. It's essentially well, they've got safety be, in numbers, right? Each other's <clears throat> checker, like they yes. got to, you know, what is it? Arm and cross check. You got to you check mate, each other's work. If people can infiltrate airplanes, I think they can infiltrate the yeah, bloody maybe Saturday. You know, yep. Old people bloody scrutiny process, right? Yeah. So every system has its flaws. The current system has many. Problem is, it's not enough for anyone to care about. And here's the other problem. I think the political parties like the fact that it is the way it is. Not, I'm not suggesting they encourage multiple ultimate. voting or anything, yeah. but they like the fact that it takes time. They like the fact that it, it is what it is. Yeah. They like the fact that they can verify every vote. They like the fact that they can argue about different ballots. So if yeah. you if you draw a dick and balls on a ballot paper, <laughs> right, it's completely legal as long as it doesn't cover up the numbers. Yeah, right. Is that right? So you can write one, two, three, four, five, six, and then draw a, a cartoon. Yeah. But if the cartoon goes over the boxes and numbers... It's an invalid it's, it's vote. Do- and so there will vote. be scrutineers who, like a Labor scrutineer, if that vote is for Labor, they'll say, no, I can clearly read the vote. And the Liberal person is going to go, no, I think the, the dick and balls just covers up the number four. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Like right. they can argue about that. <laughs> dick and balls. You've done that before, haven't you? No, but I'm going to this weekend. <laughs> or I'm going to master the art of drawing a middle finger. Yeah, well. Do you know what I mean? Jeez. You're not bitter, are you? I reckon the protest vote will be quite extreme this weekend. The which vote? Protest the, vote. Oh, you mean like just not or just writing? Oh, I think you can all get stuffed or something. I think like a little bit of uh, informal votes, which is what we're talking about there, yeah. and a little bit of just voting for other parties just to mess with the bigs. Yeah, I really do. The independents going to come into play, mate. I sure, really do sure. think this wow. this election will be won on preferences. Yeah, and it'll be a hung parliament. That's my uh, yeah uh, my my thoughts early well, on. I think. Uh, we, we make predictions. We immediately date this podcast, but um, always, yeah, that's what intern be, Bruce is for. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think it's, a, I think it's closer than what people think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think the the late surge to, I think was it yesterday? They said there was a surge to to the coalition. I think the, the num- I think the um, preference, not the preferences, the the sort of the, the not the base vote, whatever it is, but the, the two party preferred yeah. Labor won that, but the. What is first, it? The, first preferences. Yeah, first preferences. Do yeah. you think that it's a generational problem, the the potential switch to anything electronic? I.e., we actually need yeah. to push through another whole generation. Yeah. Like my mum would be like, that's just exactly. terrible exactly. and wouldn't right. happen. Yeah. And Imagine, like, you got to think about the, like, what, what is, what's the stats? Like, there's like 35% of people, or probably more, over the age of 60. And I think, are, well, I saw know. it today in the Apple race, which yeah. we'll talk about shortly. 4.2 yeah. million Australians are over 65. There you have it. So that's what's that? That's nearly it's a stack 20, of people. 20%. 20%. Mm. So that that's a lot of people who better kill all them off before we can really truly move well, to yeah. That'll and I think, be years but there. I think also this is the problem is we do need non-politicians and of a younger generation in parliament. Yeah. To and what, when I mean non-politicians, I mean people who aren't lifelong politicians. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, to with come in yeah. with with a with a plan to not not change it overnight, but essentially think about like the e-scooter trial we talked about a few weeks ago. Yeah. New South Wales is going to try that in two council areas. One of them's down past Queanbeyan. Like they're going to, it's just going to be a couple of places. They're going to do some trials, yeah. and then we're going to inter- introduce it. Not Thornley, not here. I don't believe so. What's your council here? Uh, Hornsby Council. Hornsby. Okay. I think that what you would do is you'd say, "Listen, let's make a plan, and then let's do one electorate, um, which is you know either one heavy leaning one way or the other, or it's completely yep. down the line. But you probably want one that leans entirely one way. Like, yeah. mate, if the Liberals don't win my electorate." Tomorrow, yeah. Yeah. it's going to be a landslide, Barara, Barara, which is going. It's going to be liberal, seat mate. On the opposite, mine's a, a, a blue ribbon Labor seat. Mine. There's just like who's your local member? Julian Lisa. Okay, and the, the, and the, he he she he the guy yeah. running again. Yep. Okay. Yep. Because I got Matt Matt Thistlethwaite. He's my local member who I know. He's a friend yeah, of mine yeah. who went to school with me. Yep. Yeah. 
But like, he's a labour man. You, if you ran this this trial, yeah. well, in one of those in, places, yeah, like, so it's have one in la- one in one in labour safe reflect. seat, one in a liberal safe seat. Yeah, right. And just go. And also, you probably have to do it concurrently. But see, you can't say to people, "Can you vote by paper and then do the exact same vote on the computer?" Because they'll they'll muddle it up just yeah. for giggles. Yeah. And if the two don't correlate, Maybe. then we're out. So in the US, what do they do? They've got a machine, haven't they? So I don't they really check, know because I've seen like enough TV a, shows where they where yeah, they talk they, about they, they got issues with voting machines. Shit. Yeah, I know, but the um, the the uh, hanging Chad issue. You remember that with Al yes, Gore? Yes, I do. Yeah, jeez. That was uh, that was back in what two thousand? That was eh? I don't remember, but yeah. The, uh, but the and the fact that it's not compulsory to vote in America, it's not yeah. compulsory. Like yeah. you do not have to get vote at all. Well, I think it's funny. You saw the Instagram story this week about how they're they're re- releasing these stickers for Instagram stories this weekend, a little sausage and a map yeah. of Australia and stuff. Twitter's <coughs> had that for as well. The hashtags, and it's like yeah. in America, that they, they go, "I voted proudly." It's a red, white, and blue. You know, it's it's all about I voted. Whereas yeah. here, we're like, "Yeah, I had a sausage." You know, like that's that's <laughs> our mentality. It's a compulsory. Of course, I voted. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I just I think if I'm to put a Put a date on it. In, if in my lifetime we don't do some form of electronic oh, of voting course, federally, it has to be. then we've got a problem with yeah. our, our our government system. But I, but I also think, too, that the, <coughs> uh, the the old sort of, what is it, our Westminster system and all that, the whole tradition of democracy and how it's carried out, I don't think the pol- any politician wants to risk changing that. Yeah. It's got to be... It's like, you know, the SCG, the members stand of the SCG is the same as it was 150 years ago. Yeah. That I haven't bulldozed out and built something new there. Mm. I think that's the thing with elections is how that's, this is your democratic right. This is how we've been doing it for 120 years and we're going to keep doing it that way. Yeah. Yeah, we'd love to change it and make things easier and faster. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I think that in, in, that, in that instance, uh, changing the way we vote I don't think it's not going to be something that happens overnight. <coughs> what about Amanda requested thing. that I bring home the Samsung Freestyle and the s- screen so that we can watch the election in the backyard this really? weekend? That's how well, heavily into politics like, yeah. we are in our house. Right. Are you going to do that? I think you know, watch, cold. Cold. You can't not It'd watch the election. It'd be cold on 85-inch high since. Why wouldn't I just watch it on that? In, yeah, in it is a bit cold outside. What yeah. is she thinking? Yeah. It's wow. madness. You got a winter gear, mate, to wear outside? Oh, or is that the kids up. the kids want to get outside to do the that? Kids wouldn't give a rat's they'd be inside playing Xbox. But they want to be playing maybe set up the freestyle for them to be playing out in the backyard and then you'd be nice warm inside. No, because no, then they'll no, be sick no, for another week and no have to take days off work and all that rubbish. <laughs> no thanks. <clears throat> anyway, if you've got views on electric voting, yeah. um share them with the Electoral Commission, not us, because we've done. <laughs> we've finished talking about it. But we if you do, share them with us because we'll talk about it again in three years, I've got no doubt. Two blokes talking uh, elections. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Well, Apple has uh, just come up with some new accessibility features. Mm-hmm. I only wrote a few weeks ago about the the whole, some new ones as well. So, yep. so these are even newer accessibility features. Some remarkable things. I've got to take my hat off to Apple here because they have really had this commitment to accessibility and and basically giving everyone the same opportunity to use their devices yep. no matter whether they're men women disabled able-bodied deaf blind doesn't matter and, yep. and I and I'm sure you would too I get a <coughs> lot of calls on the radio about someone saying look I'm blind and blah blah, blah and, that, and I discuss accessibility features and um, they, they've really done a terrific job in utilizing the power of the device and the machine learning and the software to come up with these features that I that but that I reckon a lot of people are going to want to use anyway. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of these features that are like you know voiceover and descriptions and all that sort of the, live the, captions, the, mate. Yeah, that's really cool in the new ones. But I think um, I think once people discover, you know, did you know your iPhone could do this? There's a lot of people who would use them. You know, able-bodied people will be able to do this and just yeah, Victoria. Well, Amanda might have been watching anyway. She saw a TikTok or something about the back tap, and I'm like, "God, I've been doing that for yeah, eight it's been months." A while, yeah. But when people discover it, it's like, "Oh, it's a really cool way to set either an app to launch or whatever yeah. it is." But <clears throat> the thing is, you're right. They've had this commitment since the get go. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing to see someone who's visually impaired use an iPhone, take a photo. You know, now they can it, do that. It's a, it's a much more cumbersome process to you and I because we just click we just tap the camera and then tap the shutter. Yep. They've got to, you know, list touch on the screen to find the app and then tap it. You know, this yep. double click process, all this stuff. 
And but then the description to say, <clears throat> yes, focused in the middle, you know, it's, it's whatever. It's possible. That's the point. Yeah. It's legit possible for someone who's blind to take a photo and then have the photo described. I mean, it's remarkable it stuff. Amazing. It's the, remarkable. The new features, though, are also pretty impressive. And the one that was, the, the first one is door detection. Yes. So you walk in, so you're blind or, or visually impaired. Or and I think vision. you paint the picture of, of and we've all yeah. seen someone with a visual impairment walking down the street with a cane. Yeah, you know, um, scraping the cane on the on the pathway as they walk. How do they know when they're out the front of the correct shop? Yeah, exactly right. They'd have to That's, work that out. They have to either know how far they've gone. This is with door detection. Door this detection is solved. Uses lidar, so it's got the so they'd need a pro 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 thir- twelve or thirteen. Yep. That or an iPad if you're going to carry an iPad around. Um, the camera then chimes in. And the on-device machine learning then could say can locate the door. So, right, there's a door here. It'll tell you whether the door's open or closed. It'll tell you whether you need to push, pull, or turn a knob. And it will read numbers and signs. So if you're looking for, say, near near the doors, you know, 268, two, two, mm. you know, whatever the street is, It'll say right. You've there's a door and it says two six eight next to it, so you know. Or yep. if there's an accessibility sign or something, it, it'll it'll g- tell you that there's an arrow yeah. pointing to the yeah. right for the accessible in- entrance. Yeah, <clears throat> that, that's it's remarkable. That's, that is really cool. And I, I think I, I don't know exactly how I described today, but I, you know, I, I said along the lines of you know we're lucky. We don't need this kind of stuff. Mm. Although the magnify function, I'm starting to think would be much more useful than me finding why my glasses you, every five all minutes. The, time? You, the triple tap. That's why triple tap is magnifier. Yeah, right. That's really good. Oh, I didn't know that, old man. You've done that, yeah, have look, you? Very I'll good. I'll do it right now. Look, this is one, amazing. Two, three. Oh, there it is. Stephen's got his magnifying. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. I showed it to my dad, too. My dad, we were out. I took my mum and dad out for uh, Mother's Day. We went for dinner. And my, da- my dad was looking at the menu. I said, do you want to read it easier? He doesn't normally wear glasses when he reads, but I said, here. And I showed him that. I set it up for him as his triple tap. And he said, oh, wow. Unbelievable. Yeah. So then, that's, what, that's an example of what I mean. Like people, these accessibility features can be useful for everyone. Yeah. Now the other one, they another one of the ones they launched today was Apple Watch mirroring. Now this is a bit more hard for you to get your head around because again, why are you wearing an Apple Watch if you can't use it? But the Apple Watch's health features, yes, heart rate monitoring, all these things. All that, yeah. If you're a quadriplegic, not counting your steps, but heart rate, all these different body body yep. um, uh, measurements. Now it's there, and you might be able to glance it to see the time. You're in a wheelchair and you're using either breath or speech to, to move the wheelchair, for example. Um, you can have an Apple Watch on. You might have an iPhone in a, in a cradle in front of you, yep. which is how you communicate. Um, you can now, and this is all coming later this year. They don't say whether it's in an iOS 15 or 16 update. They just It'll say this year. Yeah, it'll be 16. <clears throat> but you can summon Siri to mirror my Apple Watch. Yeah. And what happens is anyone with an iPhone who's using Apple accessory will know that little white pop-up that says, you know, you've got a HomePod or you've got a... Um, um, AirPods. Uh, AirPods. Yeah. So this kind of pops up over your screen and then there's a picture of an Apple Watch and inside that Apple Watch is your legit Apple Watch screen. And so I didn't know this, but, you know, then you could speak to it and say, show me the numbers and then there's numbers that attach every button or every function yeah. has numbers on it and you could say, you know, four and that might run the ECG. So you could run an ECG. Yeah. A quadriplegic running an ECG yeah. on their own sitting in their wheelchair. Do they have to put their finger on it? The ECG? Or maybe it's on ECG, blood oxygen level blood they ran. Blood oxygen, yeah, they can right? read your blood oxygen and just find out the info. Or find count. out your heart rate. Yeah. I mean, man. That's amazing. That's yeah. remarkable. I'll tell you what I like too is the uh, the gesture control. So you know how you can, the Apple Watch, you can set it. If you're wearing an Apple Watch, yep. you can the Apple Watch can detect if you're clenching Pinch. your fist, pinching, pinching double pinching, yep. and that then activates features on your phone. Yep. So if you've got... Say you're, you want to take a photo, you might set it so that you squeeze your fist, create a fist, it'll take a photo. <laughs> right. Or double pinch will be play, one pinch is pause. So you can do that as well. And that's all detected through the Apple Watch. Yeah. Back to your phone. Yeah. That's pretty cool too. But you mentioned you touched on live captions. This is awesome. So this is when, say that you're, say you and I are sitting here together. I'm deaf or hard of hearing. I don't need to say it, mate. We are. Okay. But say, yeah, say that I'm deaf or hard of hearing. Yep. And we're having a conversation, and I can turn on live captions, and whatever you say is 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 put just transcribed to text in real time as I'm talking, as you're talking, 
and I can reply to you by typing my reply, it's speaking on my behalf. Yeah. Is that how you understand it? Yep. So or you can go the other way around. Try to call. So you can have input or output. So it can be monitoring the input and yep. listening yep. and transcribing or any piece of audio that's coming out of your phone, yes. whether you're watching a video, on a phone call, on a FaceTime, um, FaceTime call, yep. it will put the text on the screen, like live captions on a TV show. How good. Like, And that, by the way, no internet required. That's happening yeah. on device. On device, yeah, that's right. That's Well, that's where the machine learning Just slow comes down in. and go, what? Yeah. Like, that's, we've that's now got a device one. that's so powerful, yeah. it can hear something, transcribe it, and display that text in Inst- real time. Instantly, yeah, wow. That's remarkable that's to me. It's pretty smart. Now, that's going to launch in US and Canada English, so it'll be probably next year before it's even close to being in Australian, but still, I just look at it and go, for people who you know, have a desire to use their phone more. Like, are you watching social media videos and people haven't put captions on it? Boom. Live captions does it for you. Okay, yeah, right. That's a good point. You could be flicking through Instagram. I find that a lot, that people are looking, putting, adding captions to... I do it on every video now, TikToks, yeah. But also to, um, I, I think I was telling you, my daughter, Hayley, she likes to, whatever she watches on Netflix, anywhere, subtitles on. She watches the captions. Why? All the time. I don't know. She just thinks it's easier to understand it. She's it's just she's just used to it. Yeah. Wow. She just likes seeing it. Yeah. Have you ever done that? No. Distracting I, I like, as all. I like hell. it when you know you have some some footage, say on the news or some bit of clip on a reality show or whatever it happens to be, and they do, they put a cap they put a, a subtitle on. Yeah. Who decides that they need a subtitle? Who says, "Oh no, I can't understand that." You know, that's a good point. When you you know, you know like, it's it's someone that clear I can clearly understand, yeah, but they're yeah. thinking there's going to be people that can't. That might not be able to hear it properly. I'd be offended be if someone put a subtitle over me. <laughs> You'd be like, "What? I can't? You can't hear me? Can't you hear me? What are you trying to say?" <laughs> it's a bit harsh. Anyway, yeah. a great new feature, and there's a lot of accessibility features. As Steve had mentioned, he's got those at TechGuide.com.au. Details of the new features are at EFTM.com and TechGuide.com.au. Everything about tech you never wanted to know. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech, proudly supported by our friends at Arlo. And Arlo has today released the Arlo Go 2 4G plus Wi-Fi mobile security camera. Now, this is this was announced late last year. Do you remember this? It was announced yeah. late last year. I think it was on sale in the US then later that year. So it's finally come to Australia. Now, this is a camera that offers 4G connectivity via a SIM card. So you think about if you you want to monitor some area that doesn't have Wi-Fi, yep. we're talking like building sites, remote properties, your holiday house. How many, of you, how many of them have you got? Six. Yep. So you can put a, a, a wireless, the, the 4G. It could be down the back of your 10-acre property, mate. <laughs> Where there's no Wi-Fi. Yeah. So you can monitor any location. If you've got Wi-Fi, great. You can use that as well. But you've got 4G to fall back on. So even if, but even say, say you've got this at home and the Wi-Fi goes down, 4G will kick in. And like a lot of people in these emergency areas can still keep an eye on their properties yeah. when their Wi-Fi is out or there's a, there's a blackout or something. Um, and your Arlo mobile to your go-to mobile security camera will continue to monitor your property. So, um, you know, if 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 you say say I've got the the Arlo go to mobile security camera, the only camera by the way that's got 4G and Wi-Fi, no other camera has it, and GPS. And GPS as well. So if you've got a large property, as you have, or a farm, you get a clear Wi-Fi signal, then you boom. You can you just you put in a SIM card and you're good to go. So you keep on keep an eye on the 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 corners of your property that maybe not do not have the Wi-Fi, or if you want to monitor, you know, your boat, your yacht, for example, you might want to have a little thing on the on the your where you moor your yacht. You're an idiot. Or <laughs> I think a better example is the camping caravanning example. Yeah. And you know, your son's doing this right yeah, now. Yeah, he is. Yeah. You can imagine him and his beautiful girlfriend setting up camp yep. for two days, right? Yep. Somewhere, I don't know how many days they're probably staying multiple days, like a week, some yep. places, aren't they? I assume. So you set up. You've got your, you know, it's a lot of gear in there. Yeah. You you could put an Arlo Go to with a 4G SIM card in it. You could just brace it to a pole or a tree nearby, yeah. or you could put it in the car, wherever you yeah. want, and you can essentially have a bit of peace of mind that when you go for a bushwalk or into town or whatever, everything's going to be okay. Absolutely. Because you've got a, got that you know eye in the sky looking at it. Absolutely. And that GPS right. tracking means 
if someone does try to get your stuff or takes the vehicle with it in it, you've got a bit of tracking you, you going track on as well. The other GPS is also useful if you want to, if you've got multiple cameras so you know where they're all You know located. which one you're looking at. So which one you're looking at. That's what you'll be doing like a, on the acreage? Yeah, that's right. It's got a recommended retail price of 429 bucks, so affordable way to get that little bit of extra peace of mind. If you want to find out more, visit arlo.com. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec. Ah, Nintendo Wii Sports. Do you remember that? I do. It was like the first real occasion where the controller became part of the movement. You know, if you moved... The player moved. You know, it was this it well. remarkable thing, Wii Sports. Also, it cost a few people their TVs because they didn't strap the thing on their <laughs> wrist. They put the controllers through the The controller went through the screen. I've seen a few of those. But photos. the Nintendo Wii is long gone now, and the Nintendo Switch has really taken over it in those households and many more. And finally, we have an equivalent. Nintendo Switch Sports came out a couple of weeks ago. My kids have been playing this pretty much daily. There's six sports, um, which I don't think is enough. That's my biggest criticism of this game. Yep. Look, I'm sure it's very similar to Wii Sports was, but... So what are the six sports, Albo? Give us your six-point plan, <laughs> Volleyball, Albo. badminton, 10-pin bowling, tennis, football. Well read. And, well read off your website. And, and some, no, no, but there's something they call chambara, which is sword so fighting. Ah. Like sword fighting on a, uh, on a on a round platform. The platform gets smaller the uh, longer the thing goes on. That's, I'd call it a lightsaber. I would have gotten rid of that chambara and put another sport in. But the 10-pin right. bowling's awesome. Um, you can with the football. You've got to, you, If you buy the physical version, you get a leg strap, and you can put the controller in your leg for the penalty shootouts. <laughs> I just said, Harry, put in your sock, mate. It's good. Um, but sixty bucks, right? Yeah. For a game that is literally entertainment for the whole family. So play up to four you, players in it. You need to have the Switch first. <clears throat> you got to have a Nintendo Switch. And then you got to okay. But the uh, detachable controllers become yep. like the Wii controllers work. Right. Um, and they're the controllers that already come with it, or you yep. get new ones. No, they already come with it. So it's just the game you got to buy. It's just the game. Okay. You got a Nintendo Switch with the detachable controllers. Yep. Obviously, the Nintendo Switch Lite, the one that doesn't detach. Yeah, that you need. That doesn't work. The normal switches. You have right. okay. um, but you know, you have people around for a party. Great way to have a bit of fun yeah. and get everyone engaged. Remember family, Sing- adults, and we kids used to get together. The SingStar around. Remember the SingStar? SingStar Just Dance is another one. Just Dance. Yeah, yeah. my kids love the Just and Dance. The rock band. Remember the rock band or Guitar Hero? Guitar Hero was massive at our place. Yeah, we had Sing. We played a bit of SingStar at my brother's once. I remember my brother and I singing Imagine or something like that. Got 100 out of 100. It's like, great score. Wow. Nailed it. Just um, give yourself a rap, don't you? Absolutely. Fantastic. So, uh, so the family, whole family's playing Wii Sport or just the kids? Just the kids. Yeah. I'm not getting good, into it. Good exercise, don't you reckon? It, it, mate, this is my favourite thing about it. Is there an exercise program you can do? <clears> no, but you know, you play a game of tennis or, you know, 10 pin bowling, you're up and about. You're getting mate, into it. You're in a That's all that matters. You're in sweat, you'd be sweating up after I doing would, that. Yeah. But you know, the most remarkable thing about this game, all three kids playing together. That's very rare in our three. house. How do you have? To, well, so there's three controllers. So in um, a ten pin bowling, you each get a go. In volleyball, uh, no, volleyball's a one to four player. Bowling's one to four. Tennis is one to four, so you can play doubles. Wow! But chambara, football, and badminton Ch- are all two player. Ah, uh, but so what, there's a whole the online. Comp- uh, well, my kids one, don't mind pin? the bowling. I'd go bowling. So it's ten pin bowling. A lot of fun. How are they going? They're great. All right. Yep. Um, Any strikes? Lots of strikes. Because it's not. This is the great thing about it. It's a cartoon game, right? Yeah. It's not a hyper realistic simulator. Yes. If you stuff it up, you stuff it up. But if you get it on point, it's on point. Yeah. Um. I would just prefer, prefer. Do your kids like going bowling for real? Yeah. Yeah, we don't mind. It's yeah. a bit of fun. Yeah. I would prefer to have more games. Um. And I haven't tried the online component, which is apparently very good. You can kind of progress through and uh, all that kind of jazz. But play against other people. I just had the kids playing it on their own locally. How good? How good? good fun what was it? game. Sixty bucks. Sixty bucks. And that's you got to have the switch already. Yeah, it would help to have the switch. Yeah. That'd be like buying and Halo you, you and not having connect, an Xbox. You just connected the uh, Switch to your TV. <coughs> yeah. Or if you're going camping, you could take yeah. the buddy Switch. Take the whole screen out. Screen yeah. and just sit it on a, on a, uh, on a log. The, is that the OLED one, the new OLED version you got, or has you got the older version? I've got one of each. There you have it. I'm sure you have, yeah. I must must uh, must contact my people at Nintendo. They're good people. Uh, anyway, Nintendo Switch Sports is out now. It's well worth a look if you've got yourself a Switch. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. The Google I.O. has what just wrapped up. What a wonderful up. event. The Google I.O. Uh, I've never been invited, by the way. Never never been over for the Google. Have you ever been invited for the I.O. in San no. Francisco? Last couple of years, of course, they've not no. invited anybody. But uh, this is <laughs> Always kind of been their, brushed. their annual sort of love-in where they talk about their <coughs> future products. and uh, <laughs> It's their, their dub-dub. Yeah. That's a good way to describe it. They're Worldwide Developers Conference. But with a bigger emphasis on, like a guaranteed emphasis on devices. Product, yeah. Essentially, because dub-dub, no guarantee, f- but you're always yeah. going to see it. 
First thing they unveiled <laughs> was the 6A, Pixel 6A, which is basically their iPhone SE. So right, the 6, yep. 6 came out last year, which is their first with the our own Google Tensor processor. Right. And the 6A still has the Tensor, not quite the same features as the flagship. So it's like, like the iPhone SE, latest processor, uh, 5G compatibility, but it's not an iPhone 13. Yeah. So 6A is kind of like that. Uh, but the other interesting thing was the tease of the future products, uh, including the Pixel 7, the Pixel Watch, Pixel, uh, the Pixel Sports, but the Pixel Buds Pro. Yep, they're coming in July, like the six A is coming in in July. Mm-hmm. But don't you think this is sort of very Apple esque about how they're? Oh yeah, ecosystem. This ecosystem. So ecosystem. Getting, building. And, you know, let's look at the phone. They build the hardware. They build the software. They build the processor. Hello, that's what Apple does. Yeah, they've got a pair of earphones that 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 is which seamlessly attaches to Android and their Google Pixel phone. Yep. They're now going to produce a watch, which looks pretty cool. I like the round face, yep. domed sort of glass on it, detachable uh, watch bands. And this is the first time, because Google have made software for a watch, but never the hardware. That's right. I mean, my so, tag yeah. runs on the Google Wear OS. Yeah, yeah doing very They're well now in partnership with, with Samsung doing the, yeah. the iOS for their watches this as is well. This end-to-end <coughs> Google hardware software yep. and Pixel hardware software processor. And also the even the earbuds uh, run their own six six layer algorithm or something for better nor active noise cancellation. So they're fully invested mm. in this ecosystem. So intern yeah. Bruce chimed in before the show here. Wow, did a bit of prep. Like wow. he's I don't know if he's a producer of the show or he's trying to chime in for your Maybe. job. I don't know. <laughs> My job. You <laughs> um, can't take mine. That's um, just not happening. Um, so he's ma- saying I'm expendable, am I? Interesting observation. I'll pass over that. Um, Google has been making phones in some form or other since the Nexus One in 2010. Yep. In Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode four. 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 In 2010. Five, no, 2011. Yeah. 531 episodes ago. Yeah. In Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode four, we covered the Google Nexus S, Boom. their second phone, which was manufactured by Samsung. It had a four-inch screen, 16 gigabyte of storage. Yeah. Came with Android 2.3. Stephen described it as a phone for computer-savvy users, compared to the iPhone being an every-person phone. There you go. Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, and, you know, it's so it, I find it fascinating that it's an interesting journey they've been on. They haven't given up, yeah. but back then they were made by Samsung, yeah. they were made by LG, HTC, they were made by HTC, and yeah. then they, they essentially swallowed the HTC kind of mobile yeah. business, you know, didn't they? Is that right? They did well... That. Didn't they buy Motorola? They bought Motorola, um, but I feel like, I'm happy to be corrected, but I feel like HTC stopped making mobile phones around, remember that time we were there? Taiwan, and They were doing yeah. camera stuff and all this stuff. That was like the last That was like the last of the HTC phones. And then yeah. I think HTC either went, we're just going to handle this over to Google, or Google went, we'll take all that. Yeah, we'll have Because that. Yeah. they were making the, the Pixel phones at that point, right. or the Google phones and at they, that point. They must still do that, eh? Like they're... Well, that that IP that, is that there, IP is is yeah, now right. where it, where it lives. So, is that what you reckon? The pixels of HTC, the ghost of HTC. Phone I think there? so. Yeah. Okay. And HTC were great phones. They were. I loved them. Yeah. They were great phones. Yeah, they had I agree. big phones, little phones. The yeah. Mate Seven, the Mate Eight. I remember, was it the one? The what was the one? Um, went to New York for 2014 for the launch, March 2014. And I remember we had the phone. Was it the one? The Mate One, mm. One Mate, or whatever it was at that time. I remember we had the phone at the launch, so they gave it to, to us to mm. use. And I remember walking back to the hotel down 14th Street and going into a, a store to see if they've got already got cases for them. And, of course, they didn't. And the guy goes, have you already got the phone? I said, yeah. He called the whole store over and said, this guy's got the new HTC phone. It wow. was like a riot. It was like a stampede. Stephen's broken the embargo. Stephen's broken so, the embargo. There was no broken embargo. It was, it was, I think there was no, I couldn't publish a review for a while. I've right. been written about the product, yep. and I had it already. Um, it's yeah, it's like when we when we get the devices ahead of the head of, yeah under embargo. I didn't I didn't break any embargo. I could buy, I didn't publish anything or say anything. But this guy said, "Have you got it?" And in that store, it was it went nuts. Yeah. Wow. That's that's the power of HTC back then. How how kind of they were yeah. premium in the market. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's fu- it's funny looking back. I went to Singapore with HTC once, yeah. and they had this. I've still got it downstairs. They had a huge version of their phone. And then they had this accessory, which was like thin, like it's like the size of the Apple TV remote, yeah. 
but had a phone buttons on it and just as a small screen. It paired with Bluetooth to the phone so that you could use that just to make phone calls instead of needing a smartphone <laughs> kind of thing. It was Crazy. madness. Do you remember? That reminds you. Do you remember the Nokia released a fashion phone? It was like this long, and it had like a, instead of a, a full keyboard, it had like a dial. So for you to dial the number, you'd have to like rotary go, dial, rotary go until it says one. Then you go to the next one, then twist it around until it goes. You know, do you, have you remember what I'm I don't remember it. No, it's like long and thin. It's sort of about oh, couldn't be like a couple of centimeters wide. It was meant to be something you just slip into your purse or into your into your dress without spoiling the line of your. Oh, outfit or so I've got a photo of it now. Yeah. yeah, have you got it there? Long thin. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. There you go. That's a weird looking piece of kit that yeah, is. That, and that would have been like 2004, five, I think, six maybe around there. It's the early 2000s, wow. pre iPhone. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It was, mate, they were, Nokia was absolute mate, king. Nokia of were the doing world. some crazy stuff oh, back man. then. I had that phone. <laughs> I've used that phone. And I even had, I did, the, I did a trip with Nokia in 2004, it might have been, or five where they sent me to Helsinki, their hometown, mm. for, and there happened to be... It's only also, wrought if you're not in it. That's right. They also, <laughs> and they happened to be the World Athletic Championships. That's right. You've told this. And it yes. was the DVBH. Remember DVBH? Digital Video Broadcast, Broadcast Handheld? And it was meant to be... No, you're not using data to stream your TV. No, it's it was... An, it's an antenna. It was an antenna. It's, it's <clears throat> getting a signal. And I remember having that at the World Championships, and it was funny enough, it was rained out. And I was thinking, what am I going to do here? I said, hang on a minute. I've got a TV in my hand here. I'm going to watch TV. And I watch TV while waiting for the events to start again. Remarkable times. Madness. But Nokia, absolutely. You remember Nokia, how big they were? Oh, man, absolutely. That I've was, got it so was, many of them downstairs because they were my favourite things. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And they're, they're still doing pretty well now, I reckon, with their Android phones. They're uh, sort of, you know, their yeah, I mean, quality's they've, there. They're, they're, they've got a name to play on. Yeah. And that that's how they can they can push through and they make great phones. It's just hard to get traction in a world where yeah. Samsung ha- and Google have Apple, so much money man. to essentially own the the store experience. Yeah, you would need to invest so much well, money. They're having a bit of success, aren't they? At that more affordable end, aren't totally. they? They're not producing. But again, that's super competitive, phones. right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, but it is where most people play, though. I uh, think it's. Uh, I think what we're saying in getting back to Google is this is a really poignant moment for Google because they're essentially putting it on the table right. in much the they're way Mike chicken with Apple in they're much the way Microsoft did when they started doing the Surface device like, hey, yeah. good on, you're making your own devices yeah. and we originally thought that was because they were trying to show other companies how to do what they visioned yeah. but then they got bloody headphones and everything you know they've created yeah. that thing now they've got this ecosystem system happening Have they ever? and I think Google's trying to do the same thing by saying you know what we, we want to show Inspired the best of an Android device, watch, everything. Yep. So it doesn't matter that Samsung, it's great. We love Samsung. They're partners. Yeah. But we want to show what we think the vanilla experience should be yeah. because that's what then others need to aspire to. I remember talking to when Samsung were just getting into the smartphone space. I remember talking to the, the guys there at the time thinking, why don't you guys come up with your own OS? <laughs> You're big enough, like Apple did it. You guys have have opportunity to just go hard on your own here, create an OS, and who knows what could have happened. But is the fact that they didn't do that perhaps what kept them made them number one because they didn't have to bother with that part of the business? They had other also, things to worry huge about. Huge risk. Yeah, but Developers, they're just such a big company. I know, but you got to get every app. But on at board. the time, but at the time, it was like the, the it was in its infancy. App development was was brand new. I think we're also blinkered in Australia by our two-party view, like the Apple-Samsung yeah. view. Yeah. Whereas in other countries, Europe especially, but also America, yeah. Apple and Samsung are the dominant forces, but they're no way the market share that we have here. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And so Australia's a very different market. Yeah. Don't you reckon? But uh, Yeah, but I'm just saying in, in terms of it was pretty early on in the whole smartphone journey and, yeah. and Samsung had an opportunity to maybe, if they, they wanted to roll the dice and say, right, well, we're a big enough company to do this, mm. just like Apple thought, well, we're a big enough company to do this as well. And, yeah, it would have, would have been interesting. But, again, again, they decided, no, Android's good enough for us. We'll go there. I think they're doing very well as a result. They're going all right. Still the number one brand in the world, are they, for smartphones? No, no reason to be stressed, I think. No. 
They're doing very, very well. Two blokes talking tech details of the Pixel 7 and all the other Google I.O. announcements that have come out at EFTM.com comprehensively and also techguide.com.au. What, not comprehensively? Oh, we've me? got like six articles about it. Oh, there you go. You know, we've... Scott and Dan are yeah, a little they're, bit invested they're a little in bit, the world of Android. Android they were like, we're on the chat, they're going, Mate, what, what do you want? That was and I went, like their grand final yeah. day, wasn't it? I, I, what do you want? I went, listen. Knock yourselves out, boys. Like, <laughs> it's fine. You know, all right. you think yeah. like, there's going to be all these announcements. I went, I don't care if you do one. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh I'm cool. Just, I, I give it the every man coverage, mate. Yeah, you're, you're the Apple. Appeal, appeal to everyone, whether you're an Apple or an Android person. Oh, so I don't? Hey, I don't? Well, you didn't do that. Your, your, your employees did that, did they? Look, what are you trying to say? <laughs> you delegated that one. Yeah. Yeah. Because expertise. Yeah, no, good. And then their background, If I'd be disappointed if they didn't cover it like a tarpaulin. Thank you. There you go. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And we do it all thanks to the great people at Netgear, netgear.com.au for all your networking needs. They've got the new uh, Wi-Fi 6E uh, router from uh, with a Nighthawk available, plus, of course, your mesh networking. And, Stephen, we had a great example this week. Um, Sue from Fetch got in touch. This is actually, forget, the, forget you know, ad-libbing an ad. Yes. Perfect example. Yep. She uh, she rang me and and I rang her back. I missed a call, but then by the time she'd emailed she us both, you. she only emailed them. Yeah, well, she didn't get me, so she emailed Does us she both. Have my number. Or? Anyway, so I rang her, and she described the the problem, which yep. is pretty standard. We get this all the time. Yep. I've got two teenage boys. The Wi-Fi is not great, but yep. we're paying for a hundred meg internet. Yep. Now I said, "How big is the house?" She goes, "It's an apartment." I said, "Oh my god!" So. She's like, what modem do I buy? And we both said the exact same thing. We said, keep the modem you've got and buy an Orbi system. And she did that day, plugged it in. One device plugs into the modem, the other one in the other room in the house. And I said, I'd be surprised, even with concrete walls and all that stuff, I'd be surprised if you don't. She emailed us that afternoon, 109 meg speeds all throughout the apartment. And they're only paying for 100 meg internet. She She was blown away. Over the top. But I think I, I think we also recommended the exact same model to we did. her as well. So yeah, yeah that was because good. you know she had a price point in mind, yeah. and I said there are things you can get for that price point. Yeah. But the benefit of going a slightly higher to a tri-band model will outweigh the the small price differential, yeah. and I think that paid off in big big spades. Absolutely so, right. Netgear Orbi, among uh, all others in the mesh Wi-Fi system, will solve your Wi-Fi issues because we always say your internet issues are most likely a Wi-Fi issue, not an internet issue. Check your modem. If it's working well, add a mesh system and you'll get a beautiful, beautiful internet throughout every room in the house at top speed too. Netgear Orbi. You can find out more details at netgear.com.au. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. What? What's wrong? What are you looking at me laugh for? We mentioned this earlier, but we that did, was in yeah. the in the commercial spot. The commercial spot. But was, you know what? Uh, so the Arlo it's Go... It's on sale now, though. The Arlo have Go... Set, have you set yours up yet? No. Not on your, one of your properties? Or? So I've been trying to think about where best to test the Arlo Go to. Yeah. Now, I so the Arlo Go original, I remember when it came out, um, I did a thing with Telstra and we I found someone who had a camper van and we set it up and it was great because it was the perfect scenario. That yep. whole thing, you don't have Wi-Fi. Um, it could be anywhere. It's yep. perfect. So I'm trying to think, do I go to Mum's yeah. and set one up there so that I can see the outside of the pub anytime, anywhere or whatever. Now, yeah. she's got a security system, but so I'm trying to find that remote aspect yeah. because obviously I can put one in my backyard, yep. but I've got Wi-Fi in my backyard. And yep. so there's two parts about this Arlo Go we talked about earlier, but I think that the critical thing to, to show is one of two things. The Wi-Fi fallover to 4G is probably great. Yeah. So I'm wondering whether I actually do just put it at home with a SIM card in it and then, which will you like the backup? Eh? Like, yeah, and then the and then switch off the Wi-Fi literally at the wall. Yeah, and then go and you know wave at the camera yeah. and prove that even with Wi-Fi off, yeah. it's capturing and uploading so the like vision. In the event of a blackout, yep. Say you had a blackout, yep, and you've got the go to, it will switch over to the SIM because yep. it's got its own recharge battery. That's so right, it's not connected to the grid. Yep, and it's gone four G. Yeah. So the other idea I had was. The biggest risk, and I'm happy to say this out loud because it's kind of, we don't have any criminals listening to us, but the biggest <laughs> risk to your internet-connected security system is someone flips the power on your house. Yeah, you so got no internet. Yeah. I'm thinking I put the Arlo Go yeah. 2 looking at the power box. Yes. So, mate, if you're going to come and flip the power, yeah. I've definitely got you on tape. Yep. I've got you. And if they see the camera and go, right, I'm going to take that, 
not only gonna, is it going to film it's already it, uploaded. But it's already, so first yeah, and foremost, it's uploading while already. you're grabbing it. Yeah. And then I've got a GPS, GPS track of where baby. you go. If you throw it out the window, at least I know which direction you went. Yeah. And it's probably been recording you the whole way. Yeah. So <laughs> that for for a home user, I think yeah. that 4G redundancy is a brilliant feature that's probably not its primary feature. I, t- I tell you who's going to want to buy this. Tradies. Oh, for sure. Tradies who... They've got, let's face it, they've got expensive tools. They work on job sites. They don't often take their tools home. They yep. leave them on site. Yep. So imagine, and you know, obviously it's a construction site. There's no Wi-Fi there. So that would be a good example of being able to protect all, you know, whether you are, and it's not just tools. Like, you know, you hear stories about people pinching you know, pallets of pavers and wood yeah. and like, yep. materials. And there's two uses yeah. for the tradie too. One of them is just on the on the light pole out the front, just pointing yep. at, the, at the trade site. Uh, or inside the, the, the home, the looking property, at the appliances yeah. that have just been rigged. Yes. But also, you're a tradie with a van or a ute. Yeah. Put it in the van, like wired, you know, stuck in, so it's it's there. And if someone, you know, breaks open the back doors of your van, hello, you're on candid camera. Yeah. And they're trying to steal your tools. They've, they've got That's a ball. They take the your van with the tools. You've got the GPS track and the, and the video. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I tested the first go in my car. Yeah. Because I could set it up wherever I want. So it was, it was basically like my... Reverse dash cam, you know, like right. yeah, yeah, yeah. had the reverse peephole. Yes. This was the reverse dash cam looking in the car. Yeah. So um, I was able to do that. Because we were joking earlier about having holiday homes. I don't have one. I don't think you do. But, you know, that's the other beautiful use of this, right? If you've got an Airbnb, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. Um, it's a property up on the coast. It's an hour away, let alone more. Um, you could set – so Airbnb guests don't want cameras looking at them, right? But I think it would be completely within – the regulations of everything to have a camera at the front of the at house the front, yeah. showing the front door so that at least you can you can see the front pathway and who's coming yeah. in. Well, I'm not looking in the backyard. I'm not looking inside the house, yep. but I definitely want that access. And if they try and switch off the Wi-Fi Hello, to stop the camera, yeah. I don't give a rat's, mate. Uh, we should also talk, too, about the, the two-way, the duplex two-way audio, yep. which is like... Uh, I think the previous models of security cameras, their audio was a little bit like a walkie-talkie. One's talking, as soon as you talk, it yep. camps everyone out. With the duplex two-way audio, that's like a phone call. It's yep. really clear. So in the Airbnb case, that would be a way for you to talk to your tenants. If you know, if they say, look, you need something, or whatever, I don't know, you, if say there are, someone's in front of your camera, you say, oh, can I help you or what, what's wrong? And you, you yeah. can have a full conversation with that person. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think think about the Airbnb. I've never run one, but I can imagine that you've got, you know, I don't know. Let's say four days out of ten where you don't have a booking. So for those four days, you set the alerts up, and any any alert you get that's someone that's not booked the place. So yeah. you want to know about it, and then and you can get on the get on the tour and go, "Oi, what are you doing?" Yeah, massive scare so tactic. So Arlo Smart too is available with this too, so you can put add this to your subscription and get the smart notification. So yeah. in your court case, you, you can set it so send me a notification, there's a person. Yeah, a person, yeah. Or the other alternative is what? An animal, a vehicle. Parcel. Parcels, yeah. packages, yeah. So um, I think plenty, plenty yeah. I reckon, and uses that we haven't thought of. No, I'd, I'd love to hear yeah, ideas yeah. from people yeah. about how best to, to review it, let alone where you think it has yeah. life, uh, good good use for you. I think it's going to go inside the Tesla, mate. That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard, honestly. Sentry mode, internal sentry mode. Great wanker move. <laughs> Very one. much so. I'm not going to do it. Um, but yeah, it's it's a phenomenal thing to think that you could put uh, a camera, assuming you've got mobile coverage, obviously, on the fence line of your property. Yep. Uh, because you're worried that there's been, you know, some someone attacking it or cows jumping yeah. it or whatever. So you might want well, it to put one on the chicken coop to make sure no, one, no, yeah. no animals come and attack the chickens. Or and, it, and that might be only just outside your Wi-Fi, but this solves the problem. Yeah. It's a very cool product. Yeah. And, yeah. and if you want to, you can sort of add the solar panel accessory too if you want to. I would so do that in a heartbeat, a folks. get things. So you can char- – battery will last a long time. It's like bigger battery than normal. Yeah. But, but it's also going to use panel. more power because of the 4G. So yes. you're going to get your normal life of an Arlo camera, but you smack that – yeah. A solar panel on yeah. there. Honestly, this thing is set and forget on a construction site for six months. Warm. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Um, it's Arlo, very cool. Go to what is it? Four hundred twenty nine dollars. Four twenty nine. Um, yeah. You can find our initial uh, launch details at eftm.com and techguide.com.au, and sooner or later we'll get uh, some reviews done as well. So that you can, right. if you've got feedback and you want to know how it works or certain yeah. things, let us know. We'd or love to get that a, in. If you've got ideas where you're going to put it, yeah, I'd also like to hear that as well. Yeah. So yeah. If you, you've got you, somewhere you, you, an Arlo go-to should be, yeah, I want to know about it. You can hit us Pretty up. Good. EFTM.com. Just click good. Ask Trev. If I had an observatory at my house, which would be just outside the Wi-Fi, maybe that's for that as well. 
trying to convince Joe to give me a bit of slack there to put an observatory in the back corner of the yard. In addition to your little fence, your little shed. Yeah. The little shed's more storage rather than operation. Right. The scope still has to be out and look pointing at the sky. Well, this would be an easy conversation. Hey, Joe. Yeah. Listen, um, can I spend a couple of grand, put an observatory and I'll leave you alone. (laughs) A couple of grand, I wish. Just whatever. (laughs) And and you get to watch anything on TV every night because I'm never going to be any. She does it. She does it anyway. Okay. That's not an upsell, then, is it? She does it anyway, mate. Yeah. What's the upside for her oh, then? I don't know. Well, you've got to work me, on that. Me not being in the Do house. we need to sit down and work well, this no, through? If, if I've got an observatory, I'm in the house. Because it's, it's sort of like, it's like an automated thing. I can set it to No wonder she doesn't want it. shooting all night. Yeah, she'd rather have me out all night. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Oh, damn it. Two Blokes Talking Tech, uh, episode 535. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec. All right, thank you for listening, thank you for downloading. We'd love to hear your feedback at any point in time, positive only. Um, <laughs> get in touch via the social media channels or via our websites. You can email us both there easily. Uh, we appreciate your support and downloads, and we'll be back again next time on Two Blokes Talking Tech. See you then, Stephen. Ciao. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech.